Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good Sunday morning. I believe this is, uh, what's the day? May, what, May 27, 20, no, 29. May 29, 2022. This is May 29th. It's a beautiful Sunday morning, uh, 2022. Thank you guys for joining in on my podcast. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And God, today we're getting ready to deal with those issues. Yes, 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 yes. We finna go on the inside though. I'm not, God is not surfacy. He say man look at the outside, but God looks at the heart. And um, every time we get delivered, we just up a level. You know, as we begin to walk by faith, live by faith, walk by what we believe, what the Word of God says, and not by what we see, uh, we just grow from faith to faith as we act on what we believe uh, and not just what we and not what we see. Okay, I'm getting ready to get into this. One second, one minute, one moment. But you guys know already that we're going to pray before we start this beautiful, 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 beautiful day. This day is good because God is in this day and God is good. That's what makes this day good um, because God has some good things in plan for us. He has some very good things. He got, the only plans he has in store for us are good, not evil. Okay. And so um, we're going to pray first, Father. We just thank you, our Abba, Abba Father, for remembering us, for being mindful of us thinking about us not forgetting to breathe your breath through us you are conscious of our presence and father today we will rekindle our love relationship with you so we too can always be mindful of you give us wisdom lord god to understand what we hear when i open my mouth father god i yield my members to you And I ask that you just speak through me, Father God, so I can hear and so we can hear what the spirit of the living God is saying. Okay, guys, we in Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Father, we're going to we're going to talk today about Revelation where he talks about how we left our first love, how we left our first love. What's your love relationship like? with our Abba Father. You know, we talk about our marriage problems and we talk about the problems we have with our relationships, our friendships, but what's our relationship like with our Heavenly Father? Now, we I'm talking about the title of this is Rekindling Our Love Relationship. So we understand that in a natural relationship, in a marriage or a friendship or whatever, when we begin to lose our desire to talk to that person or our desire for our spouse, uh, the fire goes out and you start growing distance and you start growing apart. That all comes about from relationship, fellowship. When I say I'm talking about fellowship, you cannot, we cannot have a relationship with God or a, a relationship with anyone without fellowship. So Jesus said, if you say you have fellowship with me, but yet you still walk in darkness, then you are a liar and the truth is not in us. Now, that's what he said. I'm just repeating what he said. He called us a liar, you guys. He said, if you say that you have fellowship. So why is he saying this? Because in order to have fellowship with someone, you have to be in relationship with them and you have to walk in agreement in submission with them. How can two walk together? Amos 3 and 3 asks the question, except they both agree. Now, you know, we can we can talk about God, too, and not be in love with God. You see what I'm saying? Because we talk about our spouses all the time, or we talk about our problems all the time, our relationship problems all the time, friendship, whatever kind of relationship it is. Um, we, but you can talk about God and not be in love with God. The religious people do it all the time. It's by having a form of godliness, but denying the power. I know the word, but when we know the word and we refuse to do what it says, that in itself is deception. The Bible tells us, he said, be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. So, you know, the world says, but it's the thought that count. But that's not what the word says. The word says you need to do what you know. 
do what you know. We have to act on it. You know, I did this podcast. It was saying, is your faith, has your faith been made complete? We need to, we need to look up that because the Bible talks about how they did not mix faith with the word. And because they did not mix faith with the word, they wasn't able to receive the manifestation of the promise. It's not just enough to know Bible verses unless we act on what the word of God says, because that's God's word. It's not enough to know what God says. Unless we act on what it says, we're not going to see what it says. <laughs> because the truth of the matter is, we act on what we believe. But um, so what is the problem? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? But Jesus said, if you love me, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, guess what? You can ask whatever you want and you're going to have it. Um, um, it's a love relationship. Have you lost your first love? Jesus said, you know, um, the word of God tells us in Revelation, he said, I've seen your good works. So I said, know that you hate evil and all this kind of stuff. He said, but um, there's one thing I got against you. You have left your first love. Me and my husband was talking about this yesterday. He was talking about how they had been uh, teaching on this, uh, him, him and some other guys, about um, losing l- losing your first, um, have, how you have lost your love for God. And and so I started thinking about that. And I said, you know, when we, we lo- when we lose our love for God, we walk away from God. And a lot of people think that's a physical act. Sometimes it's a physical act, but everything starts with the heart. <laughs> you could still be going to the building, what we call the church, and be backslidden and all get up. Don't have no love for God. It's just a religious thing. It's a duty. It's a duty. You do it out of duty. You do it out of obligation. Um, and that's what that is. And you have a lot of people married and not they don't love each other because the fire has died out. They're not the relationship has got to be rekindled. The fire has died. And you know, one thing I asked the Lord, I said, Lord years ago I said what cause what is it that causes us to lose our love for you to fall out of love with you to lose our desire for you that causes our fire to die out and he said when you love the world and, um, you know John tells us he said love not the world nor the things of the world because when you love the world then the love of the father is not in you for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life he said don't you know you adulterers to be friends with the world and to be an enemy of God Why? Because when we begin to lust after the things of this world, we begin to covet after the things of the world. We start, we we take our focus off God. Isn't that like in real life when you begin, when the way adultery begins is when you begin to lose your desire for your your spouse and you start looking at someone else. When you start looking with someone else, whether it's a physical relationship or an emotional relationship, whatever catches your eye catches your attention. And it draws you off your target. It draws you away from and into. The lust of the flesh draws you, calls you to covet. You see it. Just that's what isn't that what happened to Eve in the garden? That's what happened to that's what the devil tried to do to Jesus when he was being tempted in the wilderness. Look, look, look. He tried to tempt him with what he could see. You see this food? He he hey, Jesus was hungry after 40 days. He tried to the lust of the flesh. He tried to tempt his flesh because he knew he was hungry after 40 days of fasting. And Eve saw the fruit. She saw it. It drew her attention. Whatever takes our attention away from God becomes our God. When we're talking more about the problem than the promise, listen to what it is, what you talk about all the time. Because if you, when we don't no longer talk about God, it's because we've lost our desire for God. Because, you know, when you first met that husband or boyfriend or whatever, you were so excited. The whole conversation was around this. You used to think about them when you get up. You used to text them. You used to call them. All this romancing was going on. We need to romance God. We need to fall back in love with the Lord. Now is not the time to forget the Lord. Now is not the time to forget the Lord's benefits. When we get up in the morning... We need to say hello to him. Thank you, Lord. Something acknowledging him. So one of the signs that we've lost our left our first love is that we no longer think about God. When we have a need, we don't go to him. We start trying to go to people before we go to him. The Lord says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
and all these other things will be added unto you. God has a God is a God of order. He's not a God Arthur of confusion. The Bible says that Satan is the Arthur of confusion. So when you feel a lot of confusion, know that the devil is somewhere in all of that. Okay. So as we to rekindle the uh, when we when we. Lost our fire for God, we lose our desire for the things of God. Prayer, fasting, worship. We don't want to really talk about them. We want to talk about what's going on in the world. We talk more about what's going on in the world than we do the word. And and we don't understand that the that's the purpose of the distractions. Let's pray about what's going on in the world. And and the truth of the matter is, we shouldn't be caught off guard. We really shouldn't because what's going on now, God has already told us it was going to happen. He said that evil men were going to grow worse in the in the last days. There were going to be some perilous times that evil men were going to grow worse. That men will become lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. It's more about what we want than what God wants. We become lovers of ourselves more than lovers of God. We don't care about what the words say. This is what I'm going to do. But the um, other signs that we've lost our love for God, it's when we don't want to spend time with God, right? That's even in the natural. We come, we file these complaints about how my husband doesn't want to spend time with me, or we say my wife doesn't want to spend time with me, or my kids don't want to spend time with me, whoever it is. That's the thing that we're in pursuit of. Our main objective and our main goal should always be God. Because when we get things in order with him, he'll teach us, he'll give us wisdom how to fellowship and to reach them. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about being self-righteous. I'm talking about coming before the Lord and humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Because when we understand how much we need God, that humility. It's not about self-confidence. It's not about self anything. The Bible say that we must decrease so God can increase. I'm not trying to have self-confidence. I want God's confidence because when I have confidence in God's love for me, that's true confidence. That's the boldness of Christ. The apostles were bold in their faith because of their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They understood their authority. They understood their power. That it wasn't theirs, that it was God. That the power rested in the name of Jesus. And when our faith is, our soul is anchored in the Lord and we have that love relationship, um, trusting and knowing and believing that God loves us, fear will have no place in us. And where there is no fear, you have God's confidence and God's boldness. That's real confidence. Real confidence comes from having faith in God's love. Perfect love casts out fear. Okay? So when we have confidence in God's love for us, fear will have no place in us. For This is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, he would not only just hear us, but he will answer and when we're confident of God's love for us, and we're confident that he is a man of his word, and when we're confident that God and his word is one, when we're confident that God cannot lie, and we have faith in God's faithfulness, when we say have faith in God, what are we saying? That's a big, broad statement. So let's narrow it down. What does it mean to have faith in God? To have faith in God is to have faith in who he is, to have faith in his faithfulness, to have faith in his love, to have faith in his patience, to have faith in his long suffering, to have faith that he cannot tell a lie, to have faith that he loves us. That's the faith we're talking about. And when you have faith in God, nothing will be impossible for them that believe. Because God and his word is one. So when we say that we have faith in God, we're having faith in his character. We have faith in who he is. We got faith that he's faithful. We have faith that he watched over his word to perform it and that it will not return unto him void. But the thing is, we have to say what he say. The only thing that God has to do is what he say. Okay. He has to do what he say or what's in line with his will. In other words, I'm going to use this because this is easy. This is something that we all can understand. 
Okay, I cannot be believing God for someone else's husband and I'm married and they're married. That's not in line with or according to his will. If you ask anything according to his will, according to his word, not only will he hear us, that's not according to his will. When we're asking things that's contrary to the will of God, to the way of God, to who he is, he's not obligated to, he's not going to answer that. The word of God is the will of God. And the Lord said, when you don't know what to do, just pray and ask for wisdom. Quit trying to figure it out. Quit trying. It's not about people trying to fix people. It's about us yielding our members to the Lord and saying, Lord, here I am. He said, be not wise in your own eyes. He said, depart from evil. Be not wise in your own eyes. But fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is having reverence and respect for him. But when we have, when we've lost our love for God, we don't acknowledge him in all our ways. We try to figure out all our ways and we lean to our own understanding because we're not mindful of God. But the Bible says that God is mindful of us. We know that God thinks about us all the time because the very breath we breathe is his. The very breath is in him and because of him that we live, we move, and we have our being. Can you return? We're trying to rekindle human relationships, but we need to rekindle our godly relationships. And as we lean not to our own understanding, trying to figure all this stuff out, as we develop that love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, out of it comes everything else. See, the only reason I can submit to my husband uh, is because I'm submitted to the Lord. See, the Bible says, as unto the Lord. In other words, when, when we're submitted unto the Lord, everything we do will be because of him. It's not because of us. It's because of him. As unto the Lord. Whatever you do, Colossians says, in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord. In other words, Lord, I don't, I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to do this. My flesh, because you know how many, our flesh is enmity against God. It's opposite to who God is. Our flesh don't want God. Our flesh don't want to submit. Our flesh don't want, there's no, in our flesh, the Bible says, dwell it, no good thing. There's nothing good about my flesh. It hate, it's opposite to who God is. And this is why we must be willing to uh, make the sacrifice. You're going to have to make sacrifices to serve the Lord. In other words, what I mean by that, when your flesh want to do something or say something that's contrary to who he is, it's because of him, not because of them. It doesn't matter what they said. The only thing that matters is what he said. He said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. It's not yours because in order to get even, you have to become just as evil. I got this. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and now will direct your path. I'm telling you, as we approach these evil in times, these perilous times, we're going to have to anchor our soul, rekindle your relationship with God. Come back to the father's house have you left your first love has your fire died out are you praying to god there's this is not a message of condemnation this is saying listen here we need to rekindle the love relationship we're chasing after human relationships when we need to be chasing he seek and you shall find knock and the door shall be open god wants us to pursue him how many of you know that love is choice it's not force. God wants us to love him. I always say, Lord, I, help me to love you like you love me. We, let's love on God like God loves on us. What does that look like? Well, Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. It's, it's not a feeling with God. It's an action with God. Love is an action with him. So the way we prove our love to God is by obedience to God. But everything, once again, goes back to relationship, relationship, relationship. I always say relationship, relationship, relationship. Because without a love relationship, we're not going to be anchored. We're not going to be able to walk in the spirit if we don't have a love. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about trying to keep a bunch of, uh, of rules because every our love for God, everything comes out of love. God, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. He didn't come to do away with it. 
everything. But when we love, love is the fulfillment of the law, even in our own individual lives. When you love, when you walk in love, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to hate. You're not going to uh, steal. You're not going to murder. When you walk in love, we're talking about a love. We're talking about God's love, agape kind of love. Can I love you knowing that you're imperfect? That's what God love is. It is unconditional. See, because it wasn't based upon my how good I was. It wasn't based upon how good you was. It's not based upon our righteousness. God doesn't love us because we're good. God loves us because he's good. You, you see what I'm saying? God doesn't love us because we're perfect. God loves us because he's perfect. It was for God so loved the world. And the Bible says that the way he proved his love for us is that when we were yet sinners... He died for us, meaning it had nothing to do. We didn't even love God. We denied God. We didn't even know God, but yet he still loved us. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, Father, forgive us right now. So I say love on God. We have, Can you imagine when love is reciprocated, the love that God gives us and, and the way we give our love back to him is through our obedience to him. Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. So I measure my love for God. We can measure our love for God by our obedience to God. There's no condemnation because we're growing from faith to faith. And just like I said earlier, everything comes out of a relationship, right? You have to get to know someone before you start loving someone. Fellowship, relationship, what does that look like? The same way it does in the natural. We have. To, how do we spend time with God? Through prayer, through worship, and through the word. God and his word is one. God and his word is one. Praying to God is fellowship. It's talking to God. When you ignore God, that's not love, right? When your spouse or your friends ignore you, you don't consider that love. When your kids ignore you, you don't consider that love. When we ignore God, that's not considered love. And oddly, not to your own understanding, but acknowledge me. He's always talking about seek, knock. He wants us to pursue him. We have to become God chasers and not people chasers. And as we begin to become God chasers, mm-mm-mm-mm. Everything else begins to fall in order because it's all out of every when everything is coming out of our love for God, when we're doing it as unto God, as unto the Lord, as unto the Lord, as unto the Lord. When we when we're stingy to give to the things of the Lord, because we have to see it not given to people, but given to Jesus. This is my sacrifice. This is my offering, not just money, whatever it is, time, talent, everything that we have that's good came from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. And when we're stingy with our time, we're stingy with our money, we're stingy with our talents. We're saying not you, not today, God. Not now, not now, not today, whether it's your time, your talent, your money, whatever. It all comes from him. It's in him and because of him that we live and move and have our being. I'm so glad that he did not forget about me. I'm so glad that God is mindful of us. I know he is. If you don't know anything else, just know that the Bible says that God created man from the dust. But it wasn't until he breathed his life in him, his spirit, his Zoe life through his nostrils, that this man became a living being. I said that to simply say, the very breath that we breathe comes from the God who created me, comes from the God who created you. It says, before the foundations of the world, God knew you. Before you was knitted together in your mother's womb, that God knew you. Before your mother and father knew each other, I'm trying to tell you God knew you. I'm trying to what I'm trying to convey to you is that we are God's idea. We're here because it was God's idea. It's not a mistake, an accident, an incident, or a coincidence. God is perfect in all his ways. However, you got here, I'm telling you, you are here on an assignment. You are here on an assignment. I don't care if you was adopted, uh 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 
rejected by people. Just being rejected by people don't mean you're rejected by God. Your creator, your heavenly father. We have to be delivered from the people. And the more time we spend in our love relationship rekindling, do do to God what you want to happen in your relationship with your, your spouse or with your friendships or your children or your relationship. The stuff that you're trying to get to them from them, you're not going to get it until you, until you reconnect and get it from him. Because anything that takes the place of God, anything that takes the time of God, anything that takes our, our love, that's the thing that becomes our God. What's your center of attention? Because when Christ is not the center, it sets everything else. It causes everything else to be off-centered. We have, you know, this this is my daily life, being contents of God's presence each and every single day. I'm not. I don't. I don't wake up with, um, okay, Lord, what am I gonna say? No, this is. A lot of things I'm talking about is things that I've lived or I'm walking out or things that I, the Lord has let me see. But this is daily meditating. I think about him all the time. I think about God all the time. I think about him all throughout the day, all day. And when fear tries to come upon me, because fear tries to come on all of us, it's a spirit. And we live in this natural world. And when it tries to attack me instantly, I tell that demon, God loves me. And because God loves me, he has my best interest. I am God. My Abba Father is my provider. He provides for me. He takes care of me. How many of you know, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. If you begin to open your mouth and open your heart. And let the spirit rekindle that love relationship. You know, some of you, when you first got saved, boy, you were just oh so in love with God. You was on fire for God. All you wanted to do was talk about God. But somewhere along the way, Jesus said, you've left your first love. You hardly think about me. You only talk about me when other people talk about me. You want to talk about the world news and not the good news. I told you that in this world, we're going to have some trouble. And yes, my heart is crushed. Yes, my heart is crushed. Um, when, when tragedy strikes, I, I'm, I'm well aware that people are going to die. We're all going to die. But how we die, we don't know. So we need to, we don't have, need to have a fear of death because we, we know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord if we're, if we're uh, believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So... We're all going to go. We're leaving this world. Unless we're left behind when the rapture comes, we're leaving this world. So my main concern is when the, when the, when the, that, that devil, that murdering spirit was released in the earth, that plague, that coronavirus, whatever, my concern was I wanted to know, what well, did, did these people, I know for a fact, all these people that went, that died didn't probably know the Lord. That's always my concern. Did they know Jesus? Because I know we're going to die. Did they know Jesus? They're gone now. But did they know Jesus? And that's my motivating factor in today's world is to make sure that people understand and know that if this day the Lord says, I set before you this day, life and death, blessings and curses. When you get to choose, why did God give us choice? Because love is choice. And love is not force. And return. Because God is married to the backslider. Return. You could be going to church, to the building, and still be backslidden. You could be singing in the choir and still be backslidden. You could be talking about the Bible verses with other people because they talk about it. Because, you know, we're well-versed. And still be backslidden. But my word to you to this to this day is to return to your first love. Return. If you'll return back to God, the fire of God will rekindle in your life. And pray in the Holy Ghost, building your most holy faith. The love relationship, the love relationship, come back to God. Rekindle that because whatever takes a place, don't, don't be distracted by the 
the children. Don't be distracted by the finances. Don't be distracted by the spouse. Don't let nothing steal your focus. But focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And as you focus on him, as you're busy about the father's business, he will begin to set things around you in order. He will give you wisdom to show you how to deal with that marriage. He'll give you wisdom to show you how to deal with those children. He'll give you wisdom to show you how to manage your finances. He will, everything comes out of God. Everything comes out of, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto us. A lot of us have departed. You have a lot of people, the Bible says, has departed from the faith. They have left their first love. They have departed from the faith, chasing after riches. And they have pierced their souls with many sorrows, chasing after the things of this world. A lot of you was raised up in church and you left your first love to chase after the things of the world. And when we look at your life, you can. our light is our lifestyle. When I look at your light, when I look at my light, I can look at my light. I can know if my light is shining by the lifestyle I'm living. When you look at me, I want you to see him. When I, 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 I'm through the things, the lifestyle that we live, let your light, your lifestyle so shine that men will see your good works and your father in heaven will be, they will be glorified. It must be God. People aren't this good, so it must be God. So I make sure that I let people know that we care is here because God cares. It's not about, oh, this is a nice lady. Oh, this lady is so kind. No, no, no. God is good and God is kind because when I'm gone and you can't, and I don't answer my phone, you can always call on the Lord Jesus Christ because we was there on his assignment. It's not that we're good. So I tap anything good that you see about me is because of the good God that I serve. Everything goes back to him. Everything goes back to God. Therefore, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and understand that it's not self-confidence. Let's be conscious of some of these motivational speakers. It's not about self-confidence. It's not about having confidence in your ability. The Bible say, have no confidence in, in your own arm of flesh. God is saying, have no confidence in your ability. We're not trying to uh, become self-sufficient. We're trying to become God-sufficient. We're trying to understand, realize, and believe that God, without you, I can do absolutely nothing. But because of you, it's because of you that I live, I move, and I have my being. Who a man that we, he should even be mindful of us? He created us from the dust, but yet he is still so mindful of us. He thinks about us constantly. We're the apple of his eye. We're his main attraction. He created us to worship him. We really was created to worship. And so as we come, return to your first love. Rekindle. You remember, you remember when you first got saved, how you was on fire for God. And people say, oh, that's going to die out. The devil is alive. Don't let nobody curse you. Words have power. You're framing your world with your words. Let's be God conscious. Let's be conscious of his presence daily, daily. God is thinking about you. Are you thinking about him too? God is thinking about you. Are you thinking about him too? I know he is because he's breathing his breath. He remembers to breathe through you. God is thinking about you because he's remembering to breathe through you. God is thinking about you. God is thinking about you. Can you say that? God is thinking about me. He said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. God is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. And he knows all things. God is a present help 
in our time of trouble. He's that's because he's already in the trouble before we get in the trouble. God is our is not confined by time. He's outside of time. That's to keep us on schedule. That's so we can organize. He's already in our tomorrow. That's why he's a present help. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere at the same time. He's omnipresent. You're not alone. God is right there. Even when we deny him, he's still mindful of us. But Jesus said, you know what? If you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, guess what? I'll deny you before my father. Depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. I don't know about you. But when I I, uh, make it to heaven, I want him to say to me, job well done thy good and faith that's the praise that I'm that's the trophy I want because all this stuff that we're working for on this earth is going to be left behind it's it's not about us being exalted it's about Christ being exalted it's not about people thinking highly of us it's about people thinking highly of God when they look at your life do they see him do they we have all this idolatry worship and the Lord said I'll have no other gods before me when God gives us the gift the way we give it back to him is when our gift glorifies him we can take our gifts the word of God say that the gifts and callings are without repentance meaning that God does not change his mind he's not going to give you a gift if you've been given a gift to sing guess what he's not going to take it you we get to choose how we want to use it are we going to use that gift to glorify God does the gift that God gave me glorify him because when my gift the gift that he gives me glorify him that's how I give it back to him But we don't take the gift that God gave us and cause people to worship us and cause people to idolize us. But guess what? When we don't tell people that the gift, our lifestyle is our life. Let your light, our light is our lifestyle. Let your light. We are called to be the light of this world. But when I look at you, there's no condemnation. My prayer is when you look at me. That you see the light and the glory of the Lord resting upon me. That my life make you so thirsty. That my lifestyle makes you so thirsty. Because the Bible says that we're the salt of the earth. Our lifestyle should make people so thirsty for God. That they want to stop and say, I don't know what it is. But it's just something about you that's different. Can you tell me what it is? What an opportunity. We're not our own. I am his and he is mine. We're not our own. We was created by God. We're not our own. I know we like to say, well, this is my body. I can do what I want to. But that, that's not what the word says. He says, your body, you're, you're not your own. That we've been bought with the price. First Corinthians, I believe it is six. We're not our own. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He created us for himself. He created us to worship. He created us to praise him. How many of you know that a grateful heart is a thankful heart? But when we forget the Lord's benefits, that's when we become ungrateful, just like the children of Israel. And when we forget about the goodness of God, we start to complain about what we don't have because we forget about what we do have. And we forget about all the things that God did do. So encourage yourself. Begin to sit out and reminisce about your love relationship with your father. You know, um, we'll sit there and reminisce about, oh, we used to do this and we used to go to the park and we used to walk and we used to, you know, we'll reminisce about our husband, our spouse, love relationship. But God wants us to reminisce our love relationship with him. Lord, I remember when I used to get up early and, and just sing worship to you, Lord, I remember I, 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 when we was in the store, I would just witness to people at the drop of a dime, Lord. I remember when, you know, sit back and reminisce on your love relationship. Rekindle your love relationship with the Lord. And when you begin to rekindle your love relationship with the Lord, that fire will reignite. And you can cause people around you to catch on fire. That's one thing about a fire. That's why we have these forest fires. See, that forest fire might have just started with one little flicker. Could have just started somebody just popped the cigarette out the car window. Just one little flicker set the whole entire forest on fire. Now, it's 
it just started with just a little campfire. And now it, the whole, why? Because it's spread like wildfire. And God wants us to use, he wants to use us to start the revival, to start the fire, to rekindle the fire with the light of the world and with the salt of the earth. And while you're sitting in there being offended, you're sitting in pride because who are you? You're not God. Offenses are going to come, but offense can't be there without unforgiveness. Who are you? You're not God. I don't know about you. I tell people all the time, I didn't die for anyone's sin. Therefore, I do not have a right not to forgive them. Who are you with your self-righteous self? Because when we sit in uh, unforgiveness and we're uh, sitting offense, we're sitting in pride. Because pride causes us to forget how imperfect we are. And it only allows you to see the imperfections of others. Which in a way may not even be true. It's just that uh, when we we become offended, sometimes that's because we feel like we deserve to be worshipped. But I don't know about you. I'm a God chaser and I don't worship people. I do believe in giving honor where honor is due. But my worship, I say thank you to man. But I'm going to give God praise. Because I understand the order of our Abba, Abba, Father. Let's return. Let's return. You could be talking about God, teaching about God. And and Jesus said, you know, the word of God said, you worship me with your lips. But your heart is so far from me. Your heart, you're not in love with me. It just looks like it. Do you know, you know, you look at people sometimes as married and you say, oh, they just look like they in so much love. Oh, they just look like a good couple. But but really, they're not even in love with each other anymore. They may be sleeping in separate rooms, sleeping in separate beds. And that's how it is. You know, he said, you know what? You worship me with your lips. So that means I could be worshiping the Lord with my lips and my heart still be far from him. That's what the word says. You worship me. Return to your first love. Let's redo our first works. Return. Return. Rekindle. You're trying to rekindle all these other things. You're trying to revive all these other things. Let's revive our love. Just because you're preaching about God. Just because you're teaching about God. Just because you're singing about God. Don't mean you love God. It's our relation. You know, he says... Our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. We can have a form of godliness and deny the power. It's our lifestyle. It's it's our lifestyle. And I'm not talking about the stuff that people see. You know, the real the person the person at home, that's the real you. Are you kind to your husband or are you just kind to your brothers and your pastors and you know, I, I don't know about you, but I refuse to show another man more respect than my husband. Why? As unto the Lord. It has nothing to do with how he is or how he's not. As unto the Lord. My obedience to God comes out of my love relationship to God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands. As unto the Lord. Husband and wives, submit yourselves one to another. As unto the Lord. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands. Colossians. As fitting unto the Lord. In other words, if it's not fitting unto the Lord, you don't do everything your husband asks you to do. If it's not fitting unto the Lord, you don't do it. In other words, if God is not telling you to do it, you don't do it because Jesus is your Lord. As unto the Lord, our relationship with God comes out of our love for God, spending time with God, prayer, Praise, worship, reading the word, studying the word, and being a doer of the word. Because at the end of the day, we act on what he say. And see, our obedience to God is not based upon other people's obedience to God. Our obedience to our, our obedience to God is based upon our love for God. See, you don't have to, you shouldn't, my husband shouldn't have to be perfect for me to love him. My friends shouldn't have to be perfect for me to love them. 
Why is this? Because as unto the Lord, I'm not perfect, but God loves me. As unto the Lord, I love you with the love of the Lord, not being religious. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about a real love relationship. And I'm telling you, if you've lost your love for God, but yet you still got your works, what, we, what we're dealing with there is religion. And that's why it's not real and it don't feel real because it's not attached to relationship. It's attached to religion. But today, guess what? There's no condemnation because today we get to do what God say. I was reading that uh, uh, when my husband got to talking about uh, uh, how, you know, about leaving your first love. um, I started looking up some of that and I, and I came across this Arthur and I posted on my Facebook page about rekindling your love or something like that. And she was saying ways that you can tell when you lost your love for God, you know, when you no longer think about God, you know, that cause come on now, you, you know, uh, I think about you all the time. You know, you remember when you first, you just thought about they call it the honeymoon phase, but the, in real life, it should last forever. You should always think about your spouse. It shouldn't, you don't let it die out. You don't let, but it's the same way with Christ. We, we let it die out. We used to post Bible verses all the time. And I look on, so on, there's no condemnation, but I look on people's pages when they say that they're this and they're that. And, and, and it has, and, and a lot of times they don't talking about nothing about God. But you, what we what we fail to realize is that what's in us is coming out of us. Whether it's on a Facebook post, whether it's on a Facebook live, the reason we don't have anything to say about God is because we're not fellowshipping with God. There is no condemnation. I'm telling you, there is no the things that the thing that gets our attention, the things that have that pull our heartstrings. Those are the things. So a lot of times we may be talking about our spouse. We may be talking about our kids. We Whatever. What's the main subject of your life story? What's your headliner? There's no condemnation. We're talking about rekindling our love life. But if we would flood Facebook and social media and everywhere as believers, talking about our Lord Jesus, that's what should be making the headlines. We should, Christ should be going viral. The word of God should be going viral because as believers, he should be our headliner. That should be the main, it's, we're not trying to promote, you You know what? If you'll promote Christ, you won't have to promote yourself. You won't, you'll put a marketer out of business if you promote Christ. Because when Christ can trust you with his people, when God can trust you with his people, he will deliver you to his people. Because when we're faithful over a little, he will make us ruler over much. It's not about self-promotion. It's about Christ's promotion. Christ comes first. Whether you're in the marketplace, in the world, wherever, you never leave Christ out. If you have to coach and as a coach, as a born-again believer... If you can't coach people in a way where you can't talk about Christ, you out of order. I'm saying as a believer, as a born again believer, it should not be the same as the world. So, um, if I, I can't tell you that you can do anything you want without telling you that uh, about God, I can't. Because that's not true. It's not true to tell you that you can, you, you, you know, to have confidence in yourself. Just believe in yourself and you can do it. That's not my, pre- that's another doctrine. I can't teach that doctrine because that's contrary to the truth. You can only do all things because of Christ who strengthens you. If you have to take Christ out of the equation, then you're in the wrong marketplace. Because you're, that's a false doctrine. You're not teaching people the truth. And in no circumstances should we have to compromise the word of God to sell anything or to work anywhere. Yes, the word of God said, be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. But the apostle Paul says, I become all things to all men, yet not without disobeying God. I cannot teach you self-confidence. I cannot teach you Uh, to love yourself. But what I can teach you, what I can help you to understand is that when you love on you, when you understand how much God loves you, it's going to cause you to love you. I I don't have secular doctrine. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, you know, what you don't understand is I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way that I don't want my way anymore. 
I am a sellout. I am a sellout. I have sold out to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to tell you things that's contrary to what God says. That's not me. I will not compromise because I understand the price that Jesus Christ paid for me. He gave me life. He gave his life so we could live his life, not our own life. Your parents, they had, they gave birth to you and then they tried to raise you and they tried to train you to live a certain way. Well, God gave birth to us. And now he's trying, he wants us to renew our mind because we have to change our mindset to change our behavior, to change where we're at. Our spirit got born again, but our our mind has to be renewed because the body will do what the mind tell it to. Okay, there's no condemnation. All I'm saying is start, rekindle your love relationship, prayer, praise not just reading the word but studying the word you say how do you do that well you're the main subject of your own life story Jesus tells us we have to take the plank out of our own eye before we can see the splinter in our brother's eye so my, I always start with me what's the issues in my life what doors do I have in my life that gives the enemy access into my life but as you begin to get in his presence oh Lord Jesus as we begin to seek first we're going to need to rekindle that love relationship as we approach these end times because things times are going to get hard you have to watch your word and I'm telling you you can feel it when that pressure when that devil put that pressure on you but you know you got to hold your tongue because you know your words have power and you can't just be saying what you want to say um, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, whatsoever things are good report. Think on these things. There's so many times I had to encourage myself. The Lord, I had to allow the Lord to encourage me. I understand what David did when he, he had to encourage himself. He, he danced, he danced so much till he danced out of his clothes. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Put your music on and let the, you and the Lord just begin to worship him and praise him. Worship and praise him because people really don't care about how much we know until they see how we live. Is my lifestyle in line with what I say? Do you know how to do what you know? There's no condemnation. Get in the word. Lord, it's me. It's me, Lord. It's me. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer pressure is all part of the process and we're going to feel a lot of it Jesus said in this world we're going to have some trouble but he said if we keep our mind stayed on him he said in this world we're going to have tribulations but if we keep our mind those who keep their minds stayed on him the Bible says he'll keep you in perfect peace you can't chaos can be around you but if you got Christ on the inside of you you can still have the peace of God in, 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 in you we have to live Christ-like all the time, not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays, not just around the, the, our cliques, not just around the friends, but in our house. Ministry begins at home. Everything begins at home. I have to love my, my husband. I have to respect my husband. Husbands, you need to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Be there for her. Take care of her. Cover her. Husband, house ban. Ban your house. Ban your house. As you begin to rekindle your love relationship. And let's get let's set the order. Because when you love God for real, you're going to love your wife like Christ loved the church. You're going to respect your husband. You know, when you because our our love relationship, when you love God for real, uh being obedient to his word. It's going to grow easier and easier because, you know, we've done some foolish stuff in the name of love. When you love people, you make sacrifices for them. You get up, you'll get up at four o'clock in the morning to cook breakfast for them. You'll do things that you don't feel like doing when you love people. We know some of the foolish stuff we've done in the name of fleshly love. Well, when we love the Lord for real, we'll get up at two o'clock in the morning and pray or prayers or get in the word. That's love relationship. It's sacrifice. Love is not selfish. Love is patient. Love is long-suffering. Love is gentle. Love is kind. I don't know about you, but I got some. I got to do some more. Uh, spend more time on the, in the Lord and meditating on that. 
Because when we walk in love, it's not about you trying to be better. It's about you knowing that the work has already been finished. The work has already been done. Walk in God's love. Uh, is it 1 Corinthians 13 or 2 Corinthians 13? He said, if, you know, if we, we, ha- we can uh, prophesy. We can have faith to move mountains. Uh, but, uh, but if we don't have no love, we're just a tingling symbol. We can know the word of God and not be in love with God. That's called religion. The Pharisees and Sadducees had that. We have to become doers of the word. I need to I need to love my husband. I need to respect my husband. I need to love my kids. Everything starts at home. You don't run off from home to then say I'm running after Jesus. No. Everything starts at home. This is about a love walk. This is about a love relationship. God is love. God is not selfish. God is long-suffering. God is not impatient. God is not anxious. He tells us to be anxious for nothing. God is gentle. God is kind. But God will correct us because he chastised those that he loved. Right? Let's, let's realign our lives. Get our lives in alignment and rekindle that love relationship. He said, you know, it doesn't matter how many homeless people I feed. It doesn't matter how many clothes I give away. But guess what? If I have not love, if I'm mean as a snake to my husband, if I don't take care of my husband's needs, if I don't care after him, you know, be there for him. When he's down, I'm up. I take care of my husband. My husband is, when I'm down and my husband is up, my husband takes care of me. When we're chasing after God, we're going to be obedient to God. It's more to serving the Lord than preaching the word. We have to actually live this thing. Don't teach something that you're not going to live. That's being a hypocrite. We have to live what we know. So whatever word you got out of this word, just take it and say, Lord, give me wisdom to do that word. Or whatever, when you go to church today or you reading the word today, say, Lord, I heard what you said, but show me how to do what you say. You told me I can ask you for wisdom and you would give it to me. But love is not just about loving God. When you love God, you're going to love people. That's automatic. When you love God for real, it's not, it's not, the cross don't just go upward, but it goes outwards. See, my love relationship with God is how I can forgive you. It's because of my love relationship with God is that I can bless you when you curse me. I'm telling you, I live like this for real. It's because of my love relationship with God that I can be kind and good to my enemies. And anyone who really seriously know me, know you can hang the phone up and call right back and we still could. Because it's nothing personal for me. Because I understand Ephesians 6, 12. That we wrestle not against flesh and blood people. I understand that love overcomes evil. Because I've seen the word work. I know for real that if you give a soft answer. Like Proverbs say that it will turn away wrath. I'm telling you my faith has been tried. And my faith is being tried. And I'm telling you that God's word works and that he who promised he really is faithful and I'm telling you for real not just because the Bible scripture says it but because I've I, I've seen it he's proven it to me that he really really do watch over his word to perform it I've been I've been tried through the fire I've been tried my faith has been tested and I'm telling you he who promised is faithful. And if you don't hold on to nothing else, don't get caught up into a lot of this humanism. Don't get caught up into a lot of motivational speech, speaking that's not talk, telling you about Christ. Because it's not about trying to learn to live life outside of Christ. It's because when we, when we see, we can only do all things because of Christ. He's divine. He's the branch. No, he's divine and we're the branch. And when we disconnect from Christ, then that's us trying to live our own life. But I can only do all things because of Christ who strengthens me. And I can't do everything and I can't be all that I want to be unless that's what God has called me to be. I can try and do it in my flesh, but I don't know about you, Lord. I only want what you want. Lord, not my will. Like Jesus said, every day we need to go to that garden of Gethsemane and we need to say like Jesus did, Father, not my will. But let your will be done. Will you say yes to Christ today? Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe it, confess with your heart, believe in your heart, believe with your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the son of God, you shall be saved. Will you accept Jesus today if you don't know him? 
Father, we repent and we ask that you rekindle and you ignite. Revival must begin with us on the inside but before we can see it on the outside. Lord, revive us. Renew in us a right spirit. Lord, we say we repent. We surrender. We give up. It's not about us. It's not about our way. It's not about us people doing what we want them to do. Lord, it's about us submitting ourselves unto you. Father, we surrender and we turn our hearts back to you. Father, we repent for walking away from you, for doing things, for thinking that about self-confidence when you told us to have no confidence in our flesh. Father, forgive us for leaning to our own understanding and for not uh, acknowledging you in all our ways. Father, we repent of unbelief and doubt because that's the sin that leads to sin because when we don't believe you, we call you a liar. Father, we've asked you to forgive us for calling you a liar, for not trusting you, for not believing you. We have faith in your faithfulness, God. You created us not to fail, but you created us to succeed in Jesus' name.